So we decided like an hour and a half ago that we were recording a podcast. Yeah, it was a good decision. Yeah. So far. And here we are at a blanket fort with topics. Yes. Oh, what's the name of our podcast? Oh, um, the name is called So That Exists. Um, it kind of started from a tweet that I did on the Twitter, um, (laughs) where I was trying to just be more mindful of the world around me. So I was finding cool things that exist and then posting about them and being like, hey, so that exists. And now here we are. Education. (laughs) Educating people on the world around you. And just things that exist. Mm Mm-hmm. And it can be literally anything, which you will find out tonight. Yeah. I mean, I've got a great story about a mooner. I've got other stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. My well, name- yeah, you sh- we should introduce <clears throat> ourselves. My name is Melissa. My name is Maddie. And we-, we are here to speak into your ears. Yes. We are eighth cousins. Yes. We found that. That's a thing that exists. FamilySearch.com.org? I think one it's of the, org. One of those things. Well, actually, it's RelativeFinder.org that we found out about that. Oh, that's that. right. Yeah, you can go on there and you can make a profile. And then it can, like, tell you who your friends you're related to. And Melissa and I met from Craigslist. Craigslist brought us together. And we were roommates because of Craigslist, which is dangerous. But it turned out great for yeah. us. <laughs> Responded to the Craigslist ad because it said that the girl moving in had a cute cat. It's true. And that girl was Maddie and <laughs> the was cat he. was Finn. Yeah, he's a glitter demon. You'll learn all about him. Okay. <laughs> do you do you want me to go first? I can go to? first. Yeah, I okay. can go first. Um, uh, well, since we decided this kind of randomly and I'm trying to catch up on Game of Thrones, I'm on episode 10. <laughs> Of the entire series. And I'm very aware that the entire series ended last night. (laughs) Which is why I need to catch up. So um, I decided to do something on something that I am very aware of. Because it's from my hometown. And um, it's called the Puyallup Fair. They actually renamed it the Washington State Fair a couple years ago. It was a complete act of just traitors to our town. Was it because Um, no one can pronounce it? Probably, yes. And um, the Puyallup Fair, a.k.a. Washington State Fair, is one of the largest attractions. Well, is the largest attraction in Washington State. And one of the biggest fairs, ranks in the top ten biggest fairs in the country, and one of the biggest fairs in the world every year. So it's like a big deal. So maybe that is why, because no one could say Puyallup. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of a hard name, but still. (laughs) Um, And there's even like a little jingle that we would all sing. Um, and this little phrase called do the Puyallup. And, um, I may or may not have that jingle (laughs) for you to listen to. Um, so here we go. You can do it at a trot, you can do it at a gallop, you can do it real slow so your heart won't palpitate. Just don't be late. (laughs) Do the Puyallup. And for people that can't see, there are animals dancing. It's pretty great. It looks like an Instagram boomerang. I'm pretty sure, yeah, this was made in 1976. Hmm. So it's actually pretty well crafted. I don't know how they got those animals to dance like that. Like, they are, they're getting, they're getting down with it. Anyway, that's enough of the jingle. 
Um, so this fair is a pretty big deal in my town so much that all the schools shut down for an entire day for the fair day whoa and everyone gets a free ticket all the students and everyone goes to the fair on fair day and if you don't you're a loser oh man (laughs) and it's a big deal so, okay. and it's where a lot of people would go to smooch. A lot of first kisses were had there. Not Ooh. mine, but a lot of my friends. <laughs> not bitter. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. It's I did fine. have one time. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> there was one time I was on a, I was on a ride and um, I had a cell phone. It was, okay, it was called a, oh my, a, a riser. Do you remember the razors, like uh-huh. the pink phones that everyone had? Mm-hmm. Well, my I had, had one. yeah, I had the riser. <laughs> Is Which was the, the dumb version of that. that oh, it was like the off-brand? It well, the... it was still Motorola or whatever it was, but it was like the cheap version of it. Oh. And um, I had a zebra case on it, and I remember Ooh. it was my pride and joy, and I was on a ride, and it fell out of my pocket <gasps> and just shattered on the ground. And the worker came up to me afterwards and was like, is this like your shattered zebra case and your shattered riser phone? <laughs> and I was like, it sure is. Um, what ride were you on? Yeah, it was, I can't remember what it was called, but it was one that like, it's like a claw and it like flips you upside and down and it's it's Mm. pretty intense. So I definitely should not have had my phone on there, but I digress. Um, this fair is pretty amazing. It's been open since 1900. So 110 years, which is a long ass time for a fair. Um, and a mission on the first year was just $1. (laughs) How much was that back then, do you think? Oh, I have no idea. Probably like $10? I don't know. I have no Pro- idea. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Now it's like 20 bucks to get in and like $40 to get a Dizzy Pass so you can go on all the rides. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a feat. <laughs> a Dizzy Pass. A Dizzy Pass. And boy, do you get dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in the 20s, the main attractions uh, were a seven-day show that included a chariot race. Oh. Daredevil horse riding, 15 acres of exhibits, uh, some new horse stables were built, and there were racing horses. So a lot with horses, pretty much everything with horses. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the cool thing. It's like, it's definitely like a county fair, but then like an amusement park on top of that. It's pretty dope. Um, in the Great Depression, uh, it wasn't affected. People st- still kept going. That's impressive. Um, yeah. And by the mid-30s, the rides got way more advanced than they were in the past, including a merry-go-round, a roller coaster, which is still there, by the way. Oh. Yeah. It's called the White Roller Coaster, and it's still there in full operation. <laughs> like, it's nuts. Um, they had kitty rides, and most of them were operated by gasoline engines and later electric storage batteries. Hmm. Um, and then here's where things get sketchy. I'm so excited. <laughs> Are you ready um, for a lot of death? <laughs> so. I mean, it, it's a county fair. Yeah, I mean, you with know. amusement rides that you it, take down after two weeks or it something? It happens. <laughs> so, uh, but it, this didn't even have to do with the fair. It had to do with racism. So, oh. <laughs> um, shortly after the 1941 fair, the federal government government took it over, uh, and you can probably imagine what for. It was to house Japanese Americans. Oh. Oh, yes. So um, during the month of 1942, it became a relocation center, and barbed wire fences were put up, and searchlights surrounded the fairgrounds, um, and it was renamed the Puyallup Assembly Center. 
Um, and it was a shelter for 7,390 Japanese Americans. Um, in September of 1942, it was torn down and they were sent to other locations. And then it was occupied by the army battalion. Um, but yeah, it stayed closed until the end of World War II. Um, there's lots, there's, it's kind of weird because they've tried to like hide it, obviously. <laughs> it's not a beautiful history. <laughs> Racism never is. No. Um, and they have like a board I mean, that's all that I've seen anyway of, like, here's what happened here that one time. Oh, like a display. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, now go on this roller coaster. <laughs> it's kind of odd. <laughs> and, and, like, I remember as a kid, like, the Peelot Fair is, like, this beacon of light in your life. <laughs> Where, like, they have this ride called the Extreme Scream, and you can see it from anywhere in town. It's there Whoa. permanently. Yeah. And, like, it's literally, like, the Batman beacon of just, like, hope. Like, when you're having a bad day, you're like, August is coming. I'm watching Game of Thrones right now. <laughs> August is coming. Um, and, like, you know, like, the Peelot Fair will bring you hope in life. And then I remembered when I learned about this, <laughs> I was, like, beacon of light shattered. No. Um, yeah. So, it was a little bit sketchy. Um, but then everything went back to normal, I guess. Um, not for the Japanese Americans, obviously, but for everyone else. Um, one thing that I thought was really interesting, Frank Sinatra, um, had an opening day headliner at the 1993 Grandstand stage, which was really interesting because I love Frank Sinatra. Hmm. And so I just thought that was interesting that he was in my hometown. (laughs) I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh. Yeah, the Pellet Fair is has a very interesting history. I'm sorry that I wasn't able to do more research on it. That's okay. It's very fascinating. Everyone should go just once. Um, the the scones that they have are very famous. Um, in 2011, it was the hundredth anniversary, and they also served their 100 million scone. Whoa, <laughs> 100 million. <laughs> I'm surprised they kept track yeah everyone in Puyallup gains 20 pounds in August because the scones and you don't even have to go in anymore like a couple years ago well it was like 10 years ago like I was a kid and they started doing this but they started setting up booths outside of the fair for scones oh wow (laughs) and so you could just like walk up and go grab a scone you didn't even have to pay to go inside and that just made things escalate drastically (laughs) 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 people were just all over them scones so that's the Peel Up Fair. Everyone should check it out. It's pretty great, and it exists. I like that. Thank you. I want to check it out. Yeah, you should. What do you have for us today, Melissa? <clears throat> is it more death? <laughs> um, well, I mean, there is death in there, but I don't super want to talk about it, because I yeah. didn't cover that in my research, so okay. I don't want to misspeak. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I probably should have done that. I just stuck to whatever was on Wikipedia. <laughs> I trust that enough. <laughs> right. Um, so I am going to talk about engagement rings. Ooh, ooh, ooh something I've never owned. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're cool. <laughs> We're cool. Um, so first I want to go over a little bit of history of the engagement ring. Cool. So if for some reason you have never heard of any, an engagement ring, like uh-huh. maybe you live in Bikini Bottom under a rock. Maybe. 
Um, a wedding ring is an indication that the person wearing it is engaged to be married or is married mm -hmm. in most Western cultures. And it can be traced back as far as, let's see, the second century huh. BC in Rome. Interesting. Which is pretty cool. I, I don't feel like a lot of things survive that long, <laughs> like <laughs> tradition, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, so that started a, so they, they would give the woman like two rings, one was gold, one was iron, huh. and the gold one she wore out in public for like fanciness, oh. and then the other one she wore at home to do her household duties, uh -huh. whatever that was in ancient Rome. Fun. <laughs> right. Sounds horrible. Um, <laughs> in the Middle Ages... Uh, Pope Nicholas I wrote mm. a letter basically saying that a man should give his betrothed an engagement ring oh. as a sign of commitment and whatever. I just love it when churches get involved like that. Love it. <laughs> um, and then, you know, people kept using them. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't always an engagement ring that people would give you. Sometimes they'd give you some other gift or... Mm. They wouldn't even do rings because it's Money. not. It's not really that important. It's really not. It's really not. Okay, so in the twentieth century, hmm. sorry, let's back up a little bit. In the nineteenth century, <laughs> just a little back up, just just, just a, a tiny little, bit, a little bit. Um, in the late eighteen hundreds, um, these two brothers in South Africa discovered that their land was sitting on like a giant deposit of a bunch of diamonds, and they were like, "Cool!" <laughs> so they ended up selling their farm basically uh -huh. to like a company or two um and basically they named it after those brothers so de beers it's de space beers it's a very odd name well it's uh dutch so well, it probably means okay something i didn't look it up got it sorry um de beers. Um, yeah huh. so they had tons and tons of diamonds yeah it turns out diamonds are not rare <laughs> what what i did not know that um they are not rare and they decided you mean shane company's been lying to me this whole time well they are your friend <gasps> stabbed in the back <laughs> in the diamond business. um okay so the <laughs> the diamond company had tons of diamonds and they were like if we, if everyone knows that we have a ton of diamonds, they're not going to want to pay very much money for them. Makes sense. And so they said, let's lie to everybody. Oh, joy. And so <laughs> they maintained a fiction in Ma lie. Maintained a fiction. That's the fanciest way to say lie. I'm going to say that from now on. I maintained a fiction. My family um, asked me about things. <laughs> <laughs> that diamonds were scarce and thusly valuable oh. and that you know you should protect them and stuff like that so by telling people that they were scarce and you know valuable people were like oh i'll pay more money for a yeah. diamond um so in the let's see 20th century they hired um, a new york ad agency nw ayer huh ayer um to do an ad campaign cool and this ad campaign um, basically, it sold the idea of diamonds as like, <laughs> it's the thing you give the woman you love because diamonds are forever. They coined that term. Really? Yeah. Diamonds are forever. Oh, interesting. So, 
um, basically the ads were telling you that the, the diamonds were an indication of the romance, the measure of your love, and also your professional success. So like oh. you're saying like, I'm really in love and, and I'm, I'm really rich. rich. Ooh. Ha, ha, ha. Let me twist my mustache. It's eighteen oh. hundred. Oh, let me put on my monocle. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy man. Fancy. So uh, that led to a lot of different, um, you know, ads that came out basically saying, you know, like a uh, diamond should be the diamond you buy for mm. your betrothed, mm. your love, should be a, about equal to like two months of your salary. I like that they just decided that. Yeah. It, well, yeah, that was in an advertisement as well. That's crazy. Because yeah. I've heard people say that even now. Yeah, people still... People use that as, like, the rule of thumb. They still think that. Yeah. Yeah. That is wild. I had a statistic here. Okay. All right, so... Three quarters of American brides... Blides, mm-hmm. brides wear a diamond engagement ring, which now costs an average of four thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Um, if I had four thousand dollars, I'd almost be done paying off my car. Right? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um. But what does a diamond really do for you? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Like <laughs> doesn't you can... get you to Starbucks like my car does. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah, so basically they're selling the idea that this sparkly hard rock, which is like, you know, one of the hardest, is it the hardest mineral? Oh, I doubt it. Maybe. Okay, maybe. I don't think so. I I know they use it, like you can use it in industrial kind of stuff, like diamond cut stuff. Um, It's very useful in like industrial Oh, it is the diamond. Okay. Yeah. So diamonds are really useful for industrial kind of aspects and that sort of thing. Uh, but as jewelry, they serve no purpose other than to tell your friends and family that you are very loved, you're very rich, and you have a giant rock. But you're like, but I love that it's like not even rare. So it's, it's like, it's I'm rich and fancy. I bought this thing that tricked me. That tricked me. <laughs> I literally yeah. got, I'm so smart I'm that so I can smart. afford to get tricked yeah. into buying something so, so stupid. Yeah, so I I first learned about this in an advertising class, mm. and it made me question everything. Yeah, amen on that. Because, you know, presentation is everything. Yeah. And um, an advertising campaign can change, you everything. know, the course of history, yeah. basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, in America, like, anytime someone gets engaged, it's almost always yeah, a, a diamond. diamond ring. Or if it's not, it looks like a diamond. Yeah. Because apparently it has to look like a diamond. It has to look like well, you're yeah, rich. Well, yeah, I felt that too. Because I've been like, I don't want a diamond ring, but I want moonstone. Because some people will still think that I'm married. Because like, if someone saw you with like an emerald, they wouldn't automatically think that you're married. You know? Yeah. Because it's been ingrained in our society. <laughs> it, has, it has to be a clear, a clear thing. Okay, so part of the ad campaign that came out in the early 1900s. So it was uh-huh. like, I'm pretty sure it was late 1930s that they started doing these ads um so they said a diamond is forever they coined that term which everybody knows um but they also told you like the way you can tell how valuable your diamond is which 
is oh, not no. valuable at all, <laughs> um, is the four C's, which is cut, carrot, color, and clarity. Oh, goodness. So they literally were just like, how, please, dear God, can we make people buy this? I, basically, <laughs> I think that's, um, that's what the problem was. And yeah. part of the reason they started doing this campaign was um, during the Great Depression, the price mm. of diamonds was falling because um, the younger generation was not buying diamonds. It was going out of style yeah. as an engagement ring. Yeah. And in my notes, I wrote, damn millennials. <laughs> Ruining everything. Ruining everything. <laughs> um, yeah. So that basically is why I do not want a diamond engagement ring ever. That's really interesting. I still want an engagement ring. Yeah. Ob- you know, Obby. Obby. But I'd be, I don't want it to be a diamond because yeah. that's dumb. And I feel the same way. I've, I've kind of always felt the same way. I mean, I learned more about death stuff, which mm-hmm. is what turned me off to it. But this is also, like, super interesting. Yeah. And the death stuff is super... <laughs> death. Death. <laughs> it, it, does, it doesn't make me it's excited. Not great. Yeah, but it is really interesting how, like, just a big, fat, old lie that was told, yep. like, a long-ass time ago. <laughs> yeah, basically. Could still be, like, just so ingrained in our society. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so engagement rings have been a thing since, yeah. like, 200 B.C. or yeah. something. Um, but the diamond part is very new. It's very stupid. Yeah, you don't have to do it. Don't do it. They don't have to exist. They do. This this <laughs> issue exists. <laughs> but this issue exists. <laughs> we need to know about it. And if you browse Etsy, there are a lot of really pretty rings that don't there have any so diamonds many. in them. And then you can support a local artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Shane has been a constant in my life, oh, <laughs> just from the so, radio, <laughs> but so, betray your friends, <laughs> right. moral of the story. Uh, so real quick, Shane Company, or Shane Co., is a jewelry company in Utah, and they have these... They're everywhere. Are they? Right yeah, now? they're I everywhere. They were only... Oh no, I grew up on that. I had that jingle memorized. I oh, had okay. it down. <laughs> oh, well, maybe it's here that they always like say the address. They say that everywhere, too. They just change oh. it every time. Never mind. Yeah. I thought it was a Utah thing. No. It wasn't. It's an everywhere thing. <laughs> that also exists. Yeah. Yeah, they exist. Well. Yeah. Well, um, I have another little quick little snippet. Okay. I call this, so that exists, police edition. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was... I I've, I love spooky things, and I was like, okay, Puyallup Fair, 119 years old, like, gotta have a ghost story, right? Apparently not. <laughs> and Wait, there's no ghosts. At I the could fair? not find any stories, but I didn't do an intense search. But <laughs> something that did come up. Almost everything is haunted. Why? I know. That's why I'm so disappointed in my hometown. Okay, okay. Tell me um, something. So I, so this thing came up, this website called Patch.com, which is super interesting. You can like, this is not an ad, by the way. I literally found this like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> um, but you like put your address in and it'll just like give you news of where you live. It's like your little patch of neighborhood. It's your um, patch? Yeah, and so <laughs> I found this really amazing little snippet from a um, police dispatch thing. Cool. And I'm just going to read it to you because okay. it's really beautiful and it's from my hometown. Um, this happened on 4100 South Meridian. Uh, police arrested a man for DUI after learning the man pulled a gun from his truck 
in a bid to defend himself from another man who was reportedly mooning him. <laughs> the mooner, evidently, chose not to cooperate with police or provide his name for the investigation. The man who pulled the gun ended up providing um, a blood alcohol content test result that was nearly double the legal limit. Oh, so fun. you had a very drunk man wielding a gun and another man just mooning the hell out of him. <laughs> felt like that needed to be in here everyone just seemed to know that that exists <laughs> that that snippet of the internet <laughs> exists and it exists in my hometown and i was just amazing very excited about it and you can bet your bottom dollar <laughs> i'm gonna be looking on batch.com to bring you your daily dose of police police dispatches police <laughs> police <laughs> police dispatches <laughs> Uh, also, my town is insane. They had an entire season of Cops done on it, so mm. pretty sure I'll have some quality content. That's cool. Frequently, yeah. I used to think my hometown was really interesting, and then I met you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of... Oh, oh my goodness. I forgot about this. Oh, I wonder if I can find something on it. One second. Because this is, this is really interesting. let's see i can't find an actual article on it but um so the puyallup fair always goes from like it's like it's like first week or last week of august and it goes into september or well that's lately it's actually usually like all of september but now mm -hmm. they've started extending it into august um but right after um right after 9 11 we were there with my family on fair day, obviously. <laughs> um, and it was towards the end of the night. And all us kids were, like, running around doing our thing. Um, and there was a bomb threat. And, again, this is right after 9-11. Oh, no. And so it was pure chaos. And I remember being with, like, one of my siblings. I don't remember who it was. But we, like, we don't have phones because we're kids it's 2001 <laughs> and it's 2001 <laughs> and uh, we didn't know where our parents were because also this fair is massive it's one of the largest in the world like it's huge and I remember like sitting with one of my siblings um on this like cement bench and we we're just sitting there while everyone's like running around and we we're like what do we do I'm nine. <laughs> and like eventually we like found our parents and stuff and everything was fine and it it wasn't a real bomb threat. Some asshole just like called it in. Um but it was like terrifying and it like shook the town. Like it was a big deal. That's scary. But, yeah, it was really scary. Um <laughs> you should go to the real fair. <laughs> I just told everyone to go to the real fair and now I'm like, bomb threats though. <laughs> but it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was um, a really long time ago. It's I mean, it's still, like, stuff happens there all the time, obviously. Um, but, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's a place that exists, and it's really fun and glittery. So, yeah. Get fat. Get Go eat a scone. Give, oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, my gosh. They Okay, so this was back when I was not a vegetarian. <laughs> but they also have, like, the earthquake burger. And, oh, my gosh, what are their corn dogs called? One second. I've got to look this up. Puyallup, because it's a really ridiculous name. 
corn dog. Wait, so why are their scones like world famous? Because they're just really good. They're just really good. Yeah, they're just so good. Um, Do they taste see. different? Just delicious. Crusty pup. Crusty pup. The the hot dogs are called crusty pups. I want one. <laughs> they're really good, and I would never. I like don't eat hot. Well, I don't even eat anymore at all. But. Back in the day, I wouldn't even eat hot dogs, but I would down a Krusty Pup because they're so good. They're like a foot long. <laughs> and they're like dipped right in front of you, so they're like fresh, and you have to like wait or else you'll like melt your face off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they're so good. Is it like a corn dog? Yeah, situation? it's just a oh, corn okay. dog, but it's like a massive corn dog. Okay. Yeah. It's they, a monster. Yeah, they also have elephant ears that are just like the biggest elephant ears you will ever eat in your life. I don't understand the words that you're saying right now. Elephant, oh, you know, like um, giant fried bread stuff, oh, yeah. and they put like cinnamon sugar. Oh, they're called elephant ears of the prolifer. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. They're they're amazing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go there. <laughs> yeah, done and done. <laughs> and don't buy any diamonds. And don't buy any diamonds. Um, thank you for coming to so that exists. Um, we have zero channels set up at this exact moment. So I'm sure that'll I change. I mean, that'll change. So if you're hearing this and you have an idea of something that exists that you want to share, it's just something in your hometown or a story or anything really, just something that exists that you want other people to know about, just uh, give us a holler and tell us about it. Yeah. In whatever way that, whatever avenue we provide. <laughs> um... Well, thank you for joining us um, today. You have a lovely night. <laughs> this is the worst outro ever. <laughs> we will work on wait, this. Wait, wait. What if we say, so that exists on three? Okay. One, two, three. So, so that, that exists. exists. Ding. <laughs>